Good morning, Trinity. My name is Trip Prince. I'm the parish pastor on the north side. And today we're going to reflect on our reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read verses 14 to 26. Our brother Paul says this, Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot were to say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear were to say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we do thank you today for the gift of your word, the way in which your written word reaches us in every age, at every moment, even these remarkable times we find ourselves in now. We thank you for these words from Paul. Would they be to us a source of hope, a source of encouragement? And would you speak to us afresh, even this very moment now, as we sit with them for just a few minutes today? We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, as I read Paul's words from 1 Corinthians 12, I thought this morning of Archbishop Desmond Tutu, very familiar name to most of us listening, in post-apartheid South Africa, really as this entire culture is seeking healing and health after years of turmoil and racial division and injustice, Archbishop Tutu spoke with this incredible boldness and clarity where he called an entire society to see the humanity and to see the dignity of the other person. He really famously said, my humanity is bound up in yours for we can only be human together. And I've had those words in my mind for a couple of days now, really, as I think on something else I've heard over the past few weeks. I'm sure you've heard this phrase a bunch, which is, we're all in this together. Over the last few weeks, it's almost become a slogan of sorts. I feel like I've seen it in countless places. We're all in this together, this sign of global solidarity in the midst of all this turmoil, all the fear, all the confusion that we're facing. And there's something really beautiful about that. There's something really powerful about that. It reminds us that there's not a single person on earth, frankly, that will be untouched by this crisis, either directly or indirectly. But here's something I want us to sit with today. While the sentiment may be really powerful, and I think it is, 
As I think about it today, though, we have to acknowledge and sit with the fact that the weight of this crisis is not distributed equally. We may all be in this together, but we're not all in it in the same way. I think some of us sit here and wait out this pandemic and listen even maybe right now from the comfort of your own home where you have plenty of savings to buffer this immediate financial loss. And yet there are others listening to these very same words for whom that is not their reality. You may have missed just a single paycheck and in so doing, you today find yourself profoundly vulnerable. Vulnerable in ways that were unimaginable for you just a few days ago, maybe even just a few weeks ago. I think likewise, there are some of us who are working from home, completing your duties from the comfort of a living room or a home office. And yet there's others who are still working, but are doing so in incredibly heroic and compromised ways. I think of our medical professionals, people who are right now at this very moment in our city, exposing themselves to disease and to sickness, working 15 plus hour days, day after day with no end in sight. These are different realities. We are in this together, but each one of us is encountering this and experiencing this in a very different way. And and why do I say that? What's, What's the point in even sitting with that today as a Trinity community? Here's something to prayerfully think about. While we are in this together, I think you and I today and in the days to come, we must discern what does faithfulness look like in my immediate context? Wherever I find myself today, what is the Lord asking me to do in this moment we find ourselves in? This is really important for us to wrestle with. Why? Because you and I, we we can't control the outcome of this pandemic. We like to think we can. We love to think we're in control, and yet we simply can't. We cannot control the outcome of this pandemic. We can't control what happens over the next couple of hours, what this day may hold for us as we head into this Thursday. I think we all read the news and we have plenty of ideas of what should happen or maybe what shouldn't happen. But the sphere of influence that you and I actually have is remarkably small. And so here's my challenge to you today. Focus your time, focus your emotions, your care, your desires, your affections, focus them where it matters the most. What you can do is you can tend faithfully to the places that are uniquely yours. There are a few people, a few realities that you can enter into and care for faithfully today, right here, right now. For some of us, our primary call right now is the protection and the safekeeping of our children and the most vulnerable members of our family. Perhaps even yourself, caring for yourself in a very vulnerable time. This is a part of my life, caring for my children, who literally, as I record this, I hear from the other room running around and screaming pandemic (laughs) over and over again. Pandemic and quarantine is the song they've chosen today. And so I'm, I'm living into this reality of domestic life, of caring for these children, protecting them in these uncertain times. And for those of you for whom that is your calling, this is a 
holy and a noble calling. And your role as a parent right now should be celebrated. And you should press into that and live into that and see the goodness in it, the gift that you have with four, five, six, who knows how many weeks with your children to invest in them, to love them, to walk them through these uncertain days. And yet I know so many others are listening and this is not your reality. Uh, you may be in a different place. You may have incredible means with very little dependence, very little commitments. And so if you're blessed with an abundance of financial resources, um, think about that this season. Maybe this is a season of life in which the Lord is calling you to give your life away for the sake of others. And that includes not just your time, not just your abilities, your talent, but maybe it's also your treasure. Maybe you're in a place to be an incredible blessing to someone who right now desperately needs to receive that, to receive a tangible reminder of the goodness and the love of God. And you can be the hands and feet of Jesus to that person right now. As we wrap up, I think in all of this, I'm reminded of some ancient wisdom from St. Benedict. St. Benedict really formed the early monastic communities, ways in which people banded together to live an intentional way of life, to live as Christians, often in really turbulent, difficult times. And they circled up and banded together as a way to be the church and to ride out the storm of life with faithfulness and a life still committed to prayer, even when life was hard and difficult. And so there's a lot of wisdom for us there. But one of the things I've always remembered about Benedict is is he said of his communities, they should be places in which the strong have something to strive for and the weak have nothing to hide from. Where the strong have something to strive for and the weak have nothing to hide from. Think on those words today. I think some of us right now, we may be feeling strong. You may be feeling courageous, able to rise to this moment that you're filled with this kind of selfless love and the courage that only comes from the Lord. And praise be to God. We need you right now. The world and the church needs you to be strong. And I think your strength can be to the rest of us, a source of incredible joy and a real comfort. And yet there are others who are listening now and you do not feel strong. You feel crushed by financial burden. You feel paralyzed by crippling anxiety. And what you need to hear, what we as the church need to remind you of, is that your need is not a source of shame, but your need is to be shared and is to be burdened by all of us, especially those of us within the family of faith. And I think that's so much of what Paul is speaking to in today's morning reading. As he reminds us, if one member suffers, we all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, we all rejoice together with it. And so wherever you find yourself, we are together. As we have been saying for weeks, we are all in this together. And yet in a more profound and deep way than maybe we even can begin to realize. And so as the family of God today, let's walk forward in solidarity with one another and in faith trusting in the goodness and the mercy and the love of God. May God bless you today, be with you wherever you find yourself. Amen.